This is the Madtown Mom Squad podcast from Magic 98. Like minded, hard working Madison moms discussing mom stuff. Now, here's Krista and her squad. My gorgeous girl, Miss Karina Crane. Hi, love. Hello. It's always so good to see you. It's always good to see you. And your adorable daughter, Pippa. Yes, I had to. I, I brought my daughter in. She had off today, so we're hanging out. We're doing the girlfriend thing. Girlfriends. Girlfriend. Reunite. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you as today's discussion because, uh, Karina, we have a very important topic. And when it comes to making sure that we are taking care of families that, that go through struggles in life, we have such a tremendous guest on our show. I'd like to introduce you to Michelle Hubbard. She is phenomenal from the inside out. Uh, She is a trusted advisor, integrity-driven professional. She has over 20 years of experience in management, leadership, and human resource development. She's also a graduate uh, with a degree in criminal justice and psychology, and she also began a career with the Department of Corrections. Today, she's the manager of sales operations with TASC and is also a social entrepreneur and advocate for mental illness as well as an alumni of Leadership of Greater Madison. And we are thrilled to have her here to discuss how to help families get through kiddos who have been incarcerated. Hello, beautiful Michelle. Hello. Thank you for having me on today. This is wonderful. Very, very excited to have you because, again, this is a very real reality for many parents who have kids who unfortunately have gotten themselves stuck and gotten themselves incarcerated. So we want to kind of talk about that and how you would uh, help them or advice to get through these hard times. So how do you respond to families when they ask you, what can I do? What do I do? It's really tough. And that's a really great question to ask. Um, There's a lot of different things that families can do. And it really depends on where they're at with the system in general. Meaning, have they just been arrested? Have they been convicted? What happens here? And it's not just our juveniles either. You know, these these also happen. The feelings happen with adults as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it could be their first time being incarcerated at the age of 50 or even at 21. And then, of course, the juveniles. Um, The real focus there is with our juvenile population, though, because once they get into the system, it's extremely difficult for them to get out. So really, when I respond to the families and what they can do, it's be there, listen, be empathetic, but also hold your ground. That's probably one of the most difficult things. When somebody's incarcerated, it's easy for us to get dragged into the drama. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to watch for that drama because that drama can turn into toxicity. And I don't know if you guys have ever been around somebody with toxic behaviors before that can just spew all over and it absorbs as well. So you got to keep a level head as to what's going on and think very logically and cognitively about what's happening and the changes that are happening, not just with that individual who's incarcerated, but how the dynamic of the family has changed as well. Absolutely. I do want to say because I have been witness to this and a family member being incarcerated and it is it is very much an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It's a very tough, tough time for everyone. Yeah. 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 So my best advice is just to meet them where they're at and work through work through it from there and moving forward be sure to share rate and subscribe to the madtown mom squad krista has a new episode every tuesday for more content and to binge past episodes go to magic98.com or download the magic app michelle as you're kind of talking about this i'm thinking about the feelings of everybody involved and and like you said it's really hard to not have feelings of high emotions and responding so differently but i'm sure grief is one of the big ones there too can you talk a little bit about that cycle that applies to the families and the children yeah and we've talked about the grief cycle is is a well-known and most most times when we think of the grief cycle we 
we surrounded around death. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just not that. It's any big change that's happening mm-hmm. that can give you any type of response where the grief cycle can be applied. And just to kind of a quick refresher on what the grief cycle is, there are five primary stages of it. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then my favorite is acceptance. So when families are going through this, and even the even those that are incarcerated, we each are going through that individual cycle, mm-hmm. and we could be at different levels. Some people get through their cycle faster, and others, it takes a little bit longer, and they may be stuck in one area or another. Being a part of their support system, you can help them move from one stage to the other. You can't force the move, but you right. can be there to support them, to listen, to be empathetic, and to help them through the changes that they're going through to be able to get to that last stage of acceptance where the real true power happens and that change can happen. Right, right. Because if you think about it, you know, if it's the parent, you're on the other side at home while your child's incarcerated. So you might getting you be getting that collect call, accepting that collect call, and then going through a conversation with your child with everything that they're going through. Yeah. It's a scary thought. It's really scary. And there, you, you don't have much control, right. especially as a parent. There, the control right now is with the Department of Corrections at that point. Um, they're the ones that are taking care of your child. They're making sure that they get all their meals, their mm-hmm. education. Everything there is right there in the system. So you've lost that control. Mm-hmm. Right. Something that you used to have 100% control over, now you don't. Right. And how do you deal with that? And yeah. how do you manage through it? Yeah. You just got to kind of go through the steps and go through the cycles and accepting the where we're at. And this is the reality of the situation. And then move moving forward from there. Yeah. I love how honest you are with the feelings of everything. I'm sure it makes people feel very seen when yeah. we can hear mm-hmm. that. I mean, almost in all situations, the, the cycle of emotions and, and grief, just hearing you explain it, it just it's very grounding and it, people feel seen when you yeah. talk so openly. So I, I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's one thing is honest and open communication can get you far in life is one <laughs> right. of the big ones. But with the grief cycle and meeting people where they're at and, you know, Krista, you may be in a different spot right. than, than the other person when you're going through this as well. And even within your own family, right? you know, your your mother could be at one spot and your brother or sister could be at another spot. Mm-hmm. And, and it's difficult dynamic to be able to manage through that mm-hmm. when everybody's in a different spot of where they're at. And like you said, depending on why they're there, yep. you know, for, for me, it was a continuous situation of yep. being behind bars. So it's like, and then waiting uh, to go through the time and going through the court system and then finding out, okay, now you've got a year in jail. Now, you know, we're looking at five years in prison. I mean, it is hard. Yep. It is it's hard. draining. It's it is stupidity. emotionally draining on everyone who's involved and everyone who loves that person. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's a great conversation to have. Very difficult. Being a mom is hard work. The Madtown Mom Squad is here to help like-minded, hard-working Madison moms discussing, well, mom stuff. The Madtown Mom Squad. Tuesday mornings between 10 and 11, anytime at magic98.com or in the Magic app. The Mom Squad, only on Magic 98. What can families do to support upon release if, when, you know, their child or someone that they loved is finally released? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. There's a lot of things that you can do to support. Um, the biggest one is being there, right? Um, a lot of people, when, they, when they're released from prison or, or jail, they need a place to go. Um, they need a place to stay, but it also needs to be a support system that's going to help them with their rehabilitation. Yes. So whatever the reason is that they're there, you want to make sure that they're in a position 
position that they can be the best version of themselves possible after they've already left their incarceration period. So there's a couple of different things that you can do to support. It may be them having a stable living place. Mm -hmm. If they're old enough, finding them a job may be the best place to get them something, a routine. Um, It's really about being them out of trouble and, and not putting them back into that same situation again where they're tempted to have the same thing happen again. Yeah, which which I love about our community, too, because, you know, a lot of people dearly miss Denny Hill, and he created Chandra's House of Hope in honor of his daughter passing away from addiction. So this is a sober living home for women. So, I mean, it's just uh, important to have those opportunities when you're ready to get back up on your feet. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And these are all ways to break the cycle, too. Absolutely. It helps to break the cycle. Um, Typically, when somebody's released from incarceration, they're going to have a member of the Department of Corrections that's there working with them. Mm -hmm. And there's rules and things like that that they have to follow. To best support them would be to even to reach out to that agent who is working with them and asking them, what are the rules? How can I help? And just really opening up that line of communication with those people that are dictating what's going to happen. Sure. And you're you're mentioning like a probation officer? Probation or parole, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, through your experience, I mean, and doing what you did, I'm sure as a probation officer yourself, it's not easy. This is not an easy job as well. Because, I mean, to try not to take this home with you, it's got to be difficult. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. Yep. I really give a lot of credit to those that we have out there that are doing this work. Mm -hmm. Um, They really do have the best interest of our humanity in mind when they're doing the work as well. And they really do want the best outcome. Absolutely. It's extremely stressful job and not really well thanked. <laughs> well, honey, you're a lady boss in this community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and again, with your specialty and your passion is towards mental health and yes. what you're doing today is continuing with that. Yeah, absolutely. When I worked for the Department of Corrections, actually, I worked with an enhanced um, unit and my specialty was in mental illness upon, mm-hmm. upon release from prison. Um, so mainly my uh, I worked with those with personality disorders, yep. so I think borderline, um, those kind of areas. Areas, as well as schizophrenia and bipolar were my main specialties. Right. So it's a very, like, it's needed out there in, in the world. We need people who can do all of those things and help those individuals in that population be successful. And more about what you're doing today. Can you share about that? Yeah, I do a lot of work um, for social entrepreneur around anxiety. Um, when you look at what things happen with mental illness, they usually stem from some type of an anxious moment yes. or anxiety that isn't able to be controlled or not dealt with. Um, so I really do a lot of work with those individuals with anxiety to help prevent it to get to depression and spiral a little bit further out of control um, into an area where you need to have medication to be able to regulate it. Ideally, I would love love a world without medication, but it absolutely is helpful for those people who need it. It sure. helps those that need to have that balance and, and helps them be productive members of, of the world and helps them feel the best version of themselves. So it's really more of a management in that area of it. They may have um, some of the questions that I get from different people. They vary from those that are dealing with alcohol and drug issues, those that are families that are trying to support people through the recovery process, those that may be having a break, a manic episode where they're they're racing or they're on the other end of it, a depression episode. Um, so trying to help those families and those individuals, depending on where they're coming to me from, work through the challenges that they're currently facing to help stabilize them so that they can get, they can wrap their brain around what's happening a little bit better yeah. so that they can get the help that they need. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of people 
with trauma. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can relate to that, girl. So again, uh, you know, it's phenomenal what you do to help people and, um, you know, just taking care of our kiddos and making sure that they realize that, right, we're still yeah, there. Yeah, and taking care of the families, yeah. too. I think yep. that's a, it's mm-hmm. a cycle. It's the whole full circle. And yep. That's it's a huge part of it that we kind of forget about. It yeah. takes the village. Well, thank you again, Michelle and Karina. Until next time, Matt Town, we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Madtown Mom Squad from Magic 98. Be sure to share, rate, and subscribe to the Madtown Mom Squad. Krista has a new episode every Tuesday. For more content and to binge past episodes, go to magic98.com or download the Magic app. Mom Squad, only on Magic 98.